You might not be surprised to hear that federal spending on cloud computing is still on the rise. Now, researchers at Dell Tech have quantified that growth. Senior Principal Research Analyst Alex Rossino shared the latest numbers and market dynamics with Tom Timmon. Our data that we collect is usually a full fiscal year behind um, simply because of the way it's reported by the federal government. Um, DOD, of course, has a six-month lag. Um, so when we have, by the, within the report cycle, by the time that we put all that data together, have time to analyze it and uh, take a look at it, um, we have full fiscal year, FY 2018, and then the two years before that. So 2019 will be in the next year's report. Um, but that said, uh, in FY 2019 or 2018, we saw cloud computing obligations that we can track, whatever is identifiable, uh, approach the $4 billion mark. And that's the highest that it's ever been since uh, we started doing this report about five, six years ago. And that's growth compared to, uh, in FY 2016, we were able to locate about $1.8 billion in uh, obligations. So we're looking at basically, uh, you know, 100% growth over the last th- those last three fiscal years, FY 2016 to 2018. And it looks like that's going to continue the growth in the rate of cloud computing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we think we, we actually forecast that um, the whole market will grow at a 9.6% um, compound annual growth rate from 2019 through 2024. And so our total for 2019 is $5.3 billion. That's different from, of course, the number that I uh, provided before because it's FY 2019, right? Not 2018. Um, and it also is an estimate. And then uh, all the way to 2024, where we have uh, the market just over $9 billion total. Yeah, so it's growing at a faster rate than the information technology budgeting as a whole. Absolutely, and that's uh, in part because agencies are finally developing the policies, putting in place the guidelines, the governance, uh, the technical expertise, and also um, just a basic trust in cloud computing that has been absent until this point. And what about the FedRAMP deal? I mean, for years people complained about how long it took to get services through the FedRAMP process, have they pretty much gotten past that now and there's some orderliness to getting FedRAMP certified? Right. So it is improving um, thanks to the FedRAMP Tailored Program. So they've managed to achieve a 50% reduction in approval time for low-impact SaaS solutions. Um, and that's relative to FedRAMP's other baselines for infrastructure as a service and platform as a service. At least that's the, the data we have through 2018. Um, as far as I know, the median approval time, uh, approval time for the low-impact SaaS solutions is now 90 days, which is pretty quick um, compared to what it was before. Um, and overall, we've seen massive growth in the number of FedRAMP solutions being procured. They've gone from uh, just under 500 total in FY 2016 to about 1,600 in FY 2018. So you've got really, really big growth there. And the implications are, of course, for contractors that you really need to have a FedRAMP compliance solution. Uh, some agencies may still want them, uh, your solution, regardless of whether it's not FedRAMP or compliant, but most will, will demand it. And another factor here, I guess, maybe not a wild card so much as a factor, is the revision of the trusted Internet connection policy. That's just a couple of weeks old. What effect do you think that'll have on the market? Well, we think that'll have a really big effect on it, as a matter of fact, um, because that's been kind of a major roadblock for a lot of agencies that have been cited by a number of technical personnel. So anything that loosens that up um, will provide, uh, you know, provide some breathing room for agencies and the ability to um, to uh, develop new policies and also implement new uh, solutions that will um, that will make it easier for them to uh, use the cloud. 
We're speaking with Alex Rossino, Senior Principal Research Analyst at Deltec. And do we know which agencies spend the most on cloud, at least as far as you could tell through 18? On the defense side of the house, um, it's really the defense agencies so far that we're seeing spending the most. And uh, the total spending we had through FY18 for them, uh, 2016 to 2018, was about $900 million. Um, Air Force comes in after that at about uh, $800 million. And then Army at 350 and Navy at 167 um, and then in the um, civilian space, um, we've seen uh, Veterans Affairs really pick up their cloud spending over the years. And so um, there, as of FY 2018, um, they, were spent, they had spent about $1.56 billion on cloud, followed by HHS at $1.3 billion, and then DHS at uh, just under $500 billion, or $500 million, excuse me. Sure. And is it possible to know from the data whether the increase in cloud computing across the government has also been accompanied by a reduction in what they're spending on data center capital expenditures? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. And that's something that we haven't been able to correlate so far. That's the assumed trajectory of things. And um, one of the lighthouse agencies, uh, USDA for the Centers of Excellence uh, initiative that's been launched by OMB and GSA, um, we're hoping to see if that has some kind of an impact. Um, right now, the really interesting fact that we have seen from USDA is that a larger number of uh, IT dollars or a higher number of IT dollars is actually going through their um, working capital fund, which is something that was, of course, you know, pushed in legislation a few years ago. Um, so that's, you know, that's got some promise, too, for flexibility in terms of cloud spending. It's one of the reasons we think that the market is going to accelerate uh, in the next few years. But so far, we haven't seen a major decline in the amount of spending on, say, data centers other than, you know, the closures um, themselves. Um, and we're, we're just hoping to see that there's a core relation there, and that's something we'll be digging into this fiscal year. And what about the JEDI contract, presuming it's actually awarded at some point in the next couple of months or who knows when, but it's supposed to be about now. What effect do you think that'll have on the market, given the ceiling DOD has put on it for the 10-year period? Yeah, right. And then also the protests afterwards that are bound to come, right? So, um, yeah, that too. It, you know, it's... Yeah, we think it's telling that um, the the Jedi contracts uh, ceiling value of ten billion dollars uh, is roughly one third of what DoD spends on IT entirely. Um, so that gives you an indication of just how much they plan on using it. Um, but all, you have to remember as well that there is a, while there's a cloud component to the Jedi contract, there's also a massive network infrastructure component to it, and that's very expensive because of the hardware that's related, that's uh, necessary for it. And then, of course, there's the software capabilities that uh, need to be folded in as well. So there are really three parts to it as far as we see. Um, and, but that's one of the reasons the Jedi and also the award of the $8 billion DOS contract um, those are some of the reasons why we think that uh, the defense market is actually going to go f uh, grow faster um, than the civilian market over the next uh, five years. Yeah, you really have to pick your terms over what you call cloud computing, because like DIOS went to Microsoft for Microsoft Office products, Microsoft 365. Right. That's software on demand or software as a service, but it's also cloud, as opposed to simply hosting applications that are moved from a data center to a cloud. Right, absolutely. And then remember, there's all that engineering work that needs to happen on the back end uh, so that the capabilities are implemented and then other capabilities that have been in place beforehand are shut down. Uh
Um, so there's a lot of extra work or the service work that goes on top of that as well. And we fold that into the cloud market under cloud engineering, um, which is an area that we see um, as being still an area that's very profitable for companies that include small companies as well, um, who are you know kind of intimidated by the um, large players in the world. Uh, they look at the big wins that are happening for large companies like Microsoft and AWS, um, but there's a lot of room for them to, uh, to provide not only the SaaS capabilities, but also the engineering expertise on the, other, on the back end. And on the contractor side, who are the biggest federal cloud contractors? I mean, I think we right. know, so but do we know the latest order of who's on top? Right. So what we have here um, in our report is we did, we break them out by defense and civilian sectors. Um, so some of the names that uh, we have on the defense side, you may not expect them to be the ones that you think they're going to be. Uh, so for example, Nightpoint Systems is one of the is the largest in terms of obligations from um, FY 2016 to 2018. So obligations or earnings, and that's about 158 million dollars. Followed by HP Enterprise Services, just behind them, and then Dell and then Northrop Grumman. Um, each of them is roughly above $150 million in total um, appropriations uh, or earnings. In terms of the civilian side, um, you've got HP Enterprise Services, again, as the leading cloud contractor, and they're at $815 million in uh, obligations, followed by Dell at $500 million, and then CSRA at $343 million um, after that. And the reason being that um, the way that the cloud contracts are awarded, uh, many times they're awarded to traditional contractors and systems integrators who are providing the service, uh, like I said, the migration service or the engineering service. And then, you know, the cloud capability on the back end is um, often a, uh, a partner, um, either AWS or Microsoft Azure um, or others, uh, CGI Federal, you know, Oracle, other, other companies. So um, it's part of a team um, and it doesn't, it isn't, it's, it's hard to tease out exactly who a pure cloud contractor is, uh, given what the, the way the data is reported, and also the um, technicalities and details in the market. Sure. Well, you got to follow the money, ultimately. Right. In terms of the top five commercial cloud solutions that have been implemented, we have in the civilian sector, we have Azure um, with uh, just under $600 million over that three-year period, um, and then AWS at just over $500 million, uh, and then sales cloud, uh, Salesforce government cloud at $300 million, and that's in the civilian sector. Uh, and in terms of the defense sector, the solutions implemented are um, Adobe, uh, just over $300 million, uh, Microsoft Office 365, uh, $160 million, and then Oracle at $140 million. Alex Racino is Senior Principal Research Analyst at Dell Tech. You can find this interview and a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.